We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. It's official. The postseason is here. We've got a lot to get into. We're going to talk a little bit about the plan. We're going to talk about some news, some injuries, things of that nature. Before we do, though, just coming off of LeBron's exit interview, Keith, you said they should have been recording this from Fantasyland to <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> what, You're what not supposed you? to share the stuff I text you on the show. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was a yeah. good comment, especially when it came to the salary cap stuff. When he, yeah. well, when he talked about uh, not salary cap, but CBA, he he used the CBA as his shield for why he couldn't say whether or not he was extending with the Lakers. And I went, "That's not right." Keith is going to laugh about this. <laughs> what? what did yeah, you that think? wasn't the only thing I laughed about throughout the course <laughs> of that uh, presser. I, I just the the one that really got me was the. Comment about why him, Russ, and AD oh, weren't because they weren't on the floor together. It's because we weren't on the damn floor together. Yeah, uh, it didn't look very good when you were on the damn floor together. Right. Like, just, you know. But then, yeah, that the yeah, the CBA stuff Trevor was referring to is LeBron basically said, "Oh, we can't talk an extension yet because you know the CBA doesn't let allow it." Eh, he's a Lakers player. There's Isn't a lot of there he's so. not even a lakers free it's not even like he's a yeah, free agent a, and he's or yeah. he's becoming a free agent he's still under contract till next summer he could talk yeah. extension all he wants yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can't they can't officially enter into any agreements nothing right. can be signed until i believe it's august 4th uh-huh. or something along those lines but yeah uh the other one that that just kind of made me laugh is the season's not a failure because we came to work every single day with our hard hats on really <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That's the that's the good job, good effort. That's the like, participation we, trophy. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. They, thanks for thanks for your effort this year. That's like when I when I was in my uh, corporate job, and they'd they'd come and be like, "You guys did a great job on this. Here's you know some sandwiches. Like, well, well done. Like, thanks for that. Like, <laughs> you know, wow, we worked hard today. So, but I yeah, I mean, I didn't expect much different. I thought no. he was very candid to be you know more on the reasonable side. I thought he was very candid about basically saying, um, look, once this, once we were out, I wasn't going to chase the scoring title. Yep. And I thought that was good, right? Especially considering, you know, better than I do, the number of people like he only cares about stats. He's yeah. pushing it, you know, and all this stuff. Um, it was a little concerning to hear him talk about the ankle injury mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, he did make it worse in that game. He came back and played and that he's now got, 
uh, it's going to take him several weeks of basically staying off his feet. Because yeah. um, I did what well, he said, four to six weeks, said, right? So you're talking six weeks staying off of it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking beginning of June um, for that, which, I mean, we know how fanatical LeBron is about his preparation mm-hmm. and preparing his body and all that stuff. Um, that's just going to set things back a little bit. But yeah, I, I don't think there's, um, you know, a lot to, to take from it. The, the exit interviews sometimes are illuminating when guys are free agents because yeah. maybe occasionally you'll get a guy who'll be like, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. Right. You know, or, you know, sometimes you get one of those like, hey, yeah, you know, this is where I really want to be and I'm hoping we'll get a deal done. And, you know, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, sometimes I look at these and I'm like, why do we bother with this? But I get it. It's all part of it because it's the last time you're going to see these guys for uh, in this case, probably five, six months. Yeah, which is just scary for me. Um, for for but, you, yeah. But as far as, as LeBron goes, yeah, I mean, as much as we w- might want to say, well, he's wrong about the CBA thing. Well, that's true, but he also wasn't going to give an answer to that question. He's not, no. He's yeah. not. regardless of what he says, he's not, uh, of what excuse he uses, he's not going to tell you, yes, I'm signing. They're, at, they're wanting to hear, yes, I'm signing an extension, or no, I'm not. He is mm-hmm. not going to give you that yeah. answer. He's not going to give you that right now. Um, nor should he no free agent would they're going to to use that to as the the carrot to get the lakers to to make moves and yep. stuff in the offseason he's going to say well hey if you you know if you get this guy this guy this guy then maybe i'll sign the extension in august so that's going to be that's how that's going to play out and we knew that going in but the question still has to be asked um it was just funny that he cited something that was not not true as far as why he couldn't discuss an extension at yeah. that point but um and and and, and one thing yeah. on that that i'll say too call me bitter and you know whatever you want to say but uh after kyrie irving announced in front of a full building of fans <laughs> like i'm gonna resign here uh, i i take all these things with the biggest possible sure. grain of salt that you could possibly have so yeah it's uh yeah it's it it yeah you're right it's not you want to hear him say that but even then it's like you know, it's four months till he can do anything officially anyway. So, well, you, you know, and good for LeBron. Put pressure on him. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I, you know, I don't need to sign anything right now. So, yeah. And then the part about Russell Westbrook, AD, they weren't on the damn floor together. That kind of, that's, that's actually got, I've seen the reaction from Lakers Twitter has been, uh-oh. Like, because Anthony Davis yeah. said something similar. They're like, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. Don't start down that path. Don't yeah. start saying, well, if we were just on the floor together, uh-uh. Lee, you need to blow this thing up. Um, so, But I don't think that's, you know. He did say, I noticed later, and I was because it was on NBA TV, carried it. Yeah. Um, I did notice, I did hear him say, um, I loved playing with Russ. Which is, I mean, we're all looking for, you know, Anything. absolute, you know, goofballness here but yeah it, you know let's just you know yeah we, we can spend all day yeah. uh you know on conspiracy theory type stuff but yeah it's yeah yeah i would be a little nervous too hearing that initial part right. so i'm with you on that one but yeah if uh if russ is on the lakers and playing next year mm-hmm. i don't know I, I was trying to come up with something i would do live on the show but I don't, I don't know what it'll you be because it's crazy. Like, yeah, I was gonna say like make a bet with you, but I know you don't want that. Right, so I don't. It's not like, I wouldn't want to be rooting for. The, <laughs> <it's> not, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'll, we'll think if somebody suggests something in the comments, uh, I'll do. You know, I'll eat like a hot pepper or something. <laughs> if, uh, if, but he has to be playing. 
he can't just be there because they're like, well, we can't trade him. Right, so right. The, he can't be doing the John Wall where he's yeah. just on the roster and not there. But yeah. but yeah, yeah, front runners unite. Give us some suggestions on what Keith yeah. can do if Russell Westbrook is only trying to make it something that at least makes me feel a little bit better. So that if that's the path we do go down, sure. that it can be like the yeah. silver lining for me. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> you can at least laugh at me or that's something. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. You want to get into some Let's do it. news? So, guys, a couple of things here. There were a million transactions since we last recorded. I mean, felt like there was like one every five minutes over the last few days um, of teams doing roster shuffling. To be completely honest, most of these were pretty minor. Um, we will get to those, but that's going to be in, in a day or so. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to focus on injury updates that are related to playoff teams and play-in teams. And then we're going to talk about the playing uh, tournament as we know it today uh, with those matchups. We will do playoff series previews and predictions, but that'll come uh, down, down the line a little bit later this week, as well as we are going to do full um, NBA awards. Trevor and I have both filled out a, a ballot like it would be filled out uh, for normal uh, purposes. So we will um, have those for you as well. Um, and we'll get into that. But today we're really going to focus on injury updates related to postseason teams as well as our playing preview. And let's let's start with the one that when it came out last night, this was mid Lakers game. I mean, my reaction, we were doing a, a live play by play. I mean, my heart just sank when I yeah. saw the news about Luca uh, going to the locker room, going back with with team personnel, all that sort of stuff, grabbing at his calf. That, that not a good sign. Sounds like it is a, a calf strain. Uh, there was some optimism that it isn't a serious injury. But what is what are we thinking right now on on Luca? Has there been an update beyond what I would have seen last night? Because with the LeBron pressure this morning, I missed some stuff that that happened this morning. Yeah, the update is he's going to have an MRI a little bit later uh, today, uh, sometime this afternoon, um, and then they'll know the severity of the injury at that point. Uh, they are calling it a left calf strain. Uh, Woj tweeted shortly after the Mavs announced the injury and that Luca was out for the rest of the night that there was optimism it's not severe. Uh, Jeff Stotts, who runs in street clothes, mm -hmm. who is absolutely a must-follow for all things uh, injury-wise, uh, says calf strains have a really wide range. Uh, the shortest uh, return is three days uh, that he has on record, and the longer return is 16 days. So clearly the 16 days, that's a problem because that would be uh, most, if not all, of the first round. Uh, the three days, that's that would be the best because then he'd be ready to go in game one. The NBA did the Mavericks no favors whatsoever. They actually have the first playoff game uh, this Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern um, as they open their series against the Utah Jazz. So it's we're kind of officially on the clock and on Luka watch pending this. I will say when I first saw him get hurt, I thought it was the Achilles. Yeah, anytime I did too. The guy, yeah, anytime a guy pushes off, Turns around and looks like they, because they like always say, kicked it feels like you got kicked. Yep. Yeah, he turned right around and then he took another step, limped, and then started grabbing. It. I was like, not the Achilles, yeah. like anything but this. But it sounds like that's not the case. And we'll know a little bit more uh, details here in the, hopefully, within the next little bit. Uh, here of what, what the the MRI showed, and uh, fingers crossed, you know, I we want every team to be healthy now that's going into the playoffs. 
want him fully healthy for game. You might need to uh, ready a breaking news siren in case, in case that goes down while while we're recording here. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Playoff wise. I mean, look, we're going to wind up with a four or five matchup being the Mavs and the Utah jazz Uh, without going into a full preview or anything. Can the, can the jazz, well, let's flip it. Can the Mavericks beat the jazz if they don't have Luca? I don't think so. Unless the jazz continue to be an absolute train wreck. That is, you know, just can't get out of their own way. Um, then maybe. Uh, but yeah, I, I think if the, the Jazz can reset themselves to some extent, then no. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't think they can win without Luka. I, they'll struggle too much against that Utah defense to create good shots. And then there's a domino effect there. I mean, Quinn Snyder, does that, if they get into the second round, does that keep him in Utah in terms of the coaching situation? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. I mean, we've heard a lot about Jazz players coming on the market as well at Bogdanovich mm-hmm. and, and I mean the Donovan Mitchell Rudy Gobert relationship. There's been so many different conversations around this team about how an early playoff flameout could lead to a dismantling of this squad if yeah. there's no Luca and suddenly they get into the second round and then who knows what happens from there. That this could be this could have a major ripple effect on not just the Mavs and the playoffs, but on the future of the Utah Jazz, as crazy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. Yeah, and we'll we will obviously we'll wait for yes. news on Luca, and then we'll do our official series sure. pick a little bit later. All right, let's go to another guy who's going to have a little bit more time to get ready uh, before he has to be concerned. Stephen Curry, uh, Steve Kerr. I read it as or not read as I heard it. Sounded like he was being a little coy to me and wasn't like, yeah, Steph's going to be ready to go. Like you left it as like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what he's done since we've been on this two game road trip. Like, yeah, okay. You what? You don't have access to a phone, you know, or, you know, even a fax machine to fax an update. Like, come on. Of course you, you have some sense of what's happened with Steph yeah. uh, in the last few days. So, but they're not saying he's, Good to go for game one. They're not saying he's out for game one. They're saying there'll be an update next couple days. Uh, They opened their series on, let me just make sure I get this right, on Saturday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern against the Denver Nuggets. Mm -hmm. So uh, my guess is Steph will will, will be ready to go because one of the last updates we did get was that he was improving pretty well. So, but... We're, we're again we're awaiting word on that so that's the three and the four seeds in the in the uh, western conference both waiting to see if their best players will be available for game one not what we want to see heading into the playoffs but i i do think i'm i'm optimistic as well that that steve kerr yeah. being coy or or not uh, i think he knows what's happening and i think that stuff will play uh jumping over to cleveland though and yeah i wanted i so badly wanted the Cavs to have that kind of cinderella season and, and to a degree they yeah. still have but now pessimism about Jared Allen. That's not a great sign for a Cavs team. That's um, I mean, they're they're gonna be in a in a tough spot going to Brooklyn in, in the plan. Yeah, so cat so play in schedule, Cavaliers at Nets, Cavs eight seed, Nets seven seed. Uh tomorrow night, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh on TNT. Uh that that's the the getting us kick started here in the postseason. The winner of that game just as a refresher on how the play-in tournament works, will be the seventh seed and will play the Boston Celtics in the first round. Uh, the loser will play the winner of Hawks-Hornets, which we'll get into in a minute, um, and that will be the um, the winner of that game. Then will be the eighth seed and will play the Miami Heat um, in the first round. So um, you want to do Nets-Cavs? Yeah, stuff? might as well. Yeah. While, while we're here, okay. let's, let's just talk about that series. So let's go back to Jared Allen. Yeah pessimism he's going to make it back 
Um, doesn't sound like he's going to play, um, for the Cavs. He, he's been doing some workouts, but, uh, Chris Fedor of cleveland.com, who does a great job of covering the Cavaliers, uh, reported that sources within the team are basically saying, yeah, it's probably not looking good for what it's worth. JB Bickerstaff has basically said, look, we're going to prepare without him. And then we'll, if he can play, he can play and we'll, we'll go from there. So we will see on Jared Allen. We're waiting an update. My guess is we'll get some, I think we get a preliminary injury report later tonight um, for tomorrow. And then we'll get the real deal. So we'll see. I mean, if he's questionable, then that gives a chance, sure. right? That, that he could go um, in that one on the, the net side, Ben Simmons will not play in the uh, play in tournament, but there's some optimism. Uh, Shams and Woj both reported over the weekend. Some optimism. Maybe he could return in the first round. Um, I don't know. I think that's a bad idea. Um, I think that's too hard to work a guy like him in uh, in the playoffs. But we'll, we'll see. But got to get there first. So let's talk about it. And that's Cavs. What did, what, I guess big picture thoughts so, first. So let me set it up. Going in. Uh, the Nets, as of right now, as we're recording this, are an eight and a half point favorite going into going into this game. Uh, keep in mind, sometimes when we look at betting lines, that the teams that have you know big star power, the Nets are still getting a lot of bets to win the whole thing and all of that. So that can can skew the betting line because that brings in a lot of bets on that side. And we see the same effect with uh, with the Lakers. Obviously, won't anymore, but. Uh, but saw that even all the way up to the last day of the season. So the Nets still, though, are, are the heavy favorite going in. And I, I think they should be. I think they've got the momentum when you look at, at what's been happening here with Cleveland. They've been sputtering down the stretch. Uh, the Cavs just three and seven in their last 10 games. And that's not great. They're not, they haven't looked like world beaters. They're six and four, yeah. but they've won their last four games. The Cavs on the season have a higher point differential, plus 2.1 compared to just uh, plus 0.8. But the Nets have also had more starting lineups than any team in the NBA. They've had tons of shifts in terms of players shuffling in and out. And they've got Kevin Durant. It's hard to pick against the team that's got Kevin Durant. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In a do or die scenario essentially. I mean, they're not really in do or die here because you get a second shot at it if you're in the, the uh, seven or eight seed. But I have a hard time picking against uh, against the Nets here. But I do think the Cavs will will keep it closer than eight and a half points if I had to pick something on the betting line there. 
Yeah, Nets actually finished the year 24 and 17 on the road, 20 and 21 at home. That is not all Kyrie Irving uh driven because they were they were very good on the road even without Kyrie in the first half of the year when he when he wasn't playing at all. So um obviously that is a somewhat of a factor. Um, but they're at home for this one. I I I'm with you. It's very hard to pick against Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. That said, in a what was kind of sort of a must-win game to get yourself better play-in positioning, must lost to the Pacers yeah. yesterday yep. on Sunday. <laughs> like they just they don't play any defense. I mean, their defense is awful. The teams race up and down the floor. Now the problem is that's not how Cleveland wants to play. And if you try to run with the Nets and attract me, you're probably going to get beat. So I tend to think. Whoever gets this game played at the pace they want mm-hmm. is probably the key. I'm just going to trust in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to make plays down the stretch. I'm going to pick the Nets to win this one and send the Cavs into that that second uh, must-win plan. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what's ultimately going to happen. I do think, let me ask you this, what, what side has the coaching advantage? Oh, so, it's um, tough. And, here, and here's why I'm asking yeah. why, why you collect your thoughts on that. The reason why I'm asking is because these two teams played just a few days ago. There's going to be opportunities yeah. here for both sides to have just seen what the other side does and to try to make adjustments to those things. So the game to game adjustment ability of the coaches, I think, is going to be a factor in the outcome of this game. Yeah, that's a good what the. The Cavs need to be able to do. J.B. Bickerstaff needs to find ways for them to find easier offense. Um, Now, it's the Nets, so they ought to be able to. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he needs to figure out a way. My guess is they're going to double Durant all the time. And if you go down with Kyrie has a big scoring night and someone else from the Nets scores a bunch of points, then so be it that it is what it is uh, with that. But it's – I. Coaching advantage matchup. I'm going to say JB Bickerstaff maybe has the tactical advantage, but I think as far as knowing and managing his roster and some of that's just better talent and better healthy Mm -hmm. talent, I'll give it to Steve Nash. I think Nash does actually a semi-decent job of managing his guys uh, through stuff, but yeah, it's, it definitely is. It's, this is not a, uh, uh, you know, Monty Williams, uh, Nick nurse, uh, you know, co- coaching Titans matchup here by any means. I, you know, both of these guys have done okay, but uh, yeah, I I think key is the pace. Then I also think the Cavs have to destroy them inside. Yeah, they do. They they have to have a massive advantage on points on the paint um, to to have a shot at winning. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Nets with the caveat. I will not be shocked if Cleveland uh, pulls this off and wins. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we're both taking the nets on that one. Uh, right. Let's let's get a few more injury things in, and then we'll we'll finish off talking about the yeah. play. And uh, Matisse Thybul. Well, this isn't really injury, but uh, will not be able to play in uh, in Toronto in their series. There, Seventy uh, Sixers have home, home court advantage, which I mean helps mitigate the issue there. But still, no Matisse Thybul in Toronto. Like if the Raptors get one in Philly. That could make things that could potentially swing the series because I mean he's their their best perimeter defender. So we'll see what what ultimately yeah. happens there. Uh, Toronto, I mean, the Sixers have the stars, but I'm not counting Toronto out in in, in that matchup no. again without going into full preview just yet. I think of all the lower seeded teams, 
they're probably the one I like the most to pull an upset pending Luka Doncic availability uh, for that series. Um, yeah, it's if there is a series to be missing Matisse Thibel, I think this might be the one. I think you are not uh, – He's not going to have a huge impact. They don't have that shutdown wing score or the high high level wing score that they need to put him on a shutdown. <clears throat> so that's one thing. And then I also think with um, with Matisse Thibel, um, that gives the Raptors really a guy to double off of to guard uh, Joel Embiid with. So I think Danny Green in there. This is probably a series to re re. Um, uh, re-emerge, unearth, however we want to put it, fork on Korkmaz a bit. Um, and let's see where that goes. But yeah, we'll do our full preview on that one uh, later with Matisse Thibola. Let's do the other East playing yeah. game because there's injury news on both sides of this. Uh, the other East playing game, the Atlanta Hawks, nine seed, will host the Charlotte Hornets, the 10 seed. Uh, for Atlanta, doesn't sound good on John Collins. Um, still not really there. Chris Kirshner of the athletic gave an update in an article today. It just sounds like Collins just, he's got, he's got multiple things going on. He's got a, mm-hmm. a foot and leg problem. He's got a, a problem with a finger. Um, he, he really is struggling to do any kind of, um, accurate shooting with a splint on the finger. Um, so it doesn't look very good for him uh, to play. And then on the Hornet side, Gordon Hayward Hornets announced, uh, not only is he out for the playing tournament, He's out for at least two weeks, which is probably at this point is the entirety of the first round. Should they advance that far? Um, he's having real discomfort in his left foot again uh, to the point of they're putting him in a cast to immobilize the foot. Uh, and they're not even going to reevaluate for two weeks. So the Hornets are uh, they're in trouble. Um, it's 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 going to be tough. I, I getting into that game. I just like the Hawks better. They're at home. I think Trey Young is going to. Really, even without John Collins, I think he'll you know probably go nuts on the Hornets. Um, I expect this one to be up and down, high scoring, uh, probably you know really fun game considering it's a nine and a ten seed. Um, but I I I think the Hawks would just have a little bit too much for the Hornets. Uh, this one is the Hawks a four and a half point favorite, so not as big of an edge as the Nets, which is to be expected. I, I agree sure. with you again. Um, I'm going with the Hawks here. Just in my mind, it comes to, it boils down to this: who would I least one to be lining up across from in a do or die situation lamella ball or trey young and for me it's it's trey young and i i like lamella ball a lot i was i mean if you remember back to our all-star show i was doing everything i could to make sure he was on my list he's great but and i know that it's more than just one player but ultimately i think trey young has the killer instinct that you have to have in these types of games in these types of situations to just cut a team's heart out and uh and i expect him to do that that being said, we've been saying this for weeks. The Hornets are one of those teams where one hot shooting night and they're sending you home. That's all it takes for this team. But their defense is a, is a challenge. And uh, I think Trey Young is going to carve them up. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, 
and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, that, that's it. I, I just think too much track, yeah. um, you know, for, for the Hawks. Um, they're, you know, we... It's it's tough because in these single game things, you you want to get in all this game planning and matchup yeah. and all this other stuff, but sometimes it just comes down to one player is really good yep. and that's you know that's enough. So, um, yeah. All right, you want to jump over to the West? Let's do it. All right. So in the West, uh, and that let, let, let me go back real quick. That Hornets Hawks game, seven p.m. Eastern on ESPN on Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, for that one, and then the the. Again, the winner of that game plays the loser of the first game. Those games will be played on Friday time TV to be determined um, on Friday. So everybody will get Thursday off, and then we'll go Friday. All right, Western Conference play-in tournament, uh, the 8-9 game, the 8-seeded LA Clippers at the 7-seeded Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I've already done it, uh, but I'll do Mm -hmm. it again. Minnesota should not be going through this. Uh, they finished four games ahead of the uh, Clippers. They finished 10 games ahead of the Pelicans and 12 games ahead of the San Antonio Spurs. This is stupid. They've done their work. They won 46 mm-hmm. games. Uh, they should already be in the postseason. But they're here, so we're going to do it. We're going to get into it. Uh, well, what are, What's our line looking like on this one? I mean, well, first of all, the, the Wolves are a minus three favorite, so our closest matchup so far. Uh, and it is actually the closest matchup overall in terms of the... Hey, sorry, breaking Ooh. news, just not unexpected, but per Chris Haynes, uh, now per Woj, probably per everybody in seconds, uh, the Lakers have fired Frank Vogel okay. officially. Yes. Yeah, we we so, knew that was coming. Knew it was coming. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Just, just to pause things real quick right there, I never got your take on what happened last night with Woj tweeting that out as Ridiculous. the second the buzzer sounded. Awful. I was I was very upset. I was not happy yeah, with, with it's that. It's appalling. It's that's absolutely ridiculous. It's not it's not how anybody should find out. Um and I a couple people said, but what about when a player is traded? Completely agree. Mm-hmm. Players shouldn't find out that way either. Should never find out anything through the media. It should be talk to the guy first and let it go. Yes, I get it. We all knew it was coming. Yep, but the timing. Like, I mean, we were crazy. But yeah, I mean it was like as the buzzer sounded. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, no, that's not okay. So, I will say, too, even when we know a coach is going to be fired, needs to be fired, everybody needs to go in a different direction, it still sucks. Mm-hmm. It's somebody losing a job. Because this is not just going to be Frank Vogel. There are staffers yep. who are going to lose jobs here. Maybe all of his assistants, maybe all of the video staff, anybody who falls under the coaching side of things when a head coach is fired, often they all go because the new guy comes in and wants own guys. his staff with him. So that's the that's the thing. <laughs> I knew we were going to get a visitor here at the front door. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, we, um, but yeah, not okay. Like it's just, it, it, it sucks when that happens and to do it the way that happened, just awful. I hate it. I hate the whole there thing. were so few positive moments this season for the Lakers. 
and to have a moment like that, Austin Reeves, undrafted guy, yeah. blowing up for a triple double. And yeah. I mean, it was just it was yeah. it felt good. And then instantly you get hit with that, and you're like, why would you do that to him right now? So, yeah. Mike, where does the blame is that on Woj for obviously he had that for a while. Is that on Woj for hitting tweet or sitting go? Like in the moment the buzzer sounds, yeah. is that on whoever leaked the information? Would where does the blame fall on that situation? Because I am curious to get an outside take. Yeah, I would um all of the above, I guess. Hey, I know that's that's I'm kind of like taking an easy out on that one. Um, but it's a it bad on whoever informed him. I don't think you needed to be informed right away um on that. Um Woj could have could have said, you know, hey, does this need to go out now? Can it go out an hour after the game? Um I also understand where Woj is coming from because I've done nothing near that level of news breaking i'm not trying to say that but even when i get minor stuff you want to get it out there because someone else is going to if you don't um so i i just yeah that's one where that should have just you could have held that till this morning i mean again we all knew this was coming so i don't i just you know i also i I fully admit i'm being colored here with my thoughts on this because i really like frank vogel Mm -hmm. um i got to know him quite well when he was here in orlando um, I always found him to be a very, you know, stand-up professional guy. He's also extremely funny. Um, he's just a good guy um, all around. And it's just, you know, it just, it sucks. Like, it it sucks for everybody in the way, the way it went down. It sucks even yeah. worse. They just really don't like it. Absolutely. I've already given a bunch of my thoughts on it on the Lakers Nation side of things. And I will again when we record on this uh, later today. But uh, but wanted to get your your take. But anyway. Right. um Let's get back to the let's get back to the play-in tournament. So we're at Western Conference, mm -hmm. eight-seeded LA Clippers at seven-seeded Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, That is on Tuesday night, nine thirty p.m. Eastern TNT. What is the line on this one? Again, very curious. I've not. It is Wolves minus three. So this is our our closest. Basically, that's the home court advantage. That's that's home court advantage, essentially, right there. Wolves minus three. Um, Maybe not a surprise because look, I mean, Paul George is back. The Clippers have been a mm-hmm. scrappy team all season long. Yep. Five in a yeah, row. I mean, they've, they've been very, very good. Up the year. I don't like, I, I think both of both teams can win in the same way in terms of just outworking mm-hmm. their opponent, just being the team that, that just switches on for an entire 48 minutes when their opponent mm-hmm. is only on for 40 minutes. And those eight minutes make all the difference and they walk away with the win. Both teams can can do some things on the offensive boards. Uh, the Wolves particularly can be can be absolutely vicious there. I have a hard time picking this one. Um, I think I'm gonna go Clippers because Paul George being back. I think that might swing this thing. But it's it's so so close. Like I could go back and forth all day on it. But I, I think officially I'll go I'll go Clippers on this. All right. So for everybody who says you and I share a hive mind, <laughs> I'm gonna go Timberwolves. Right. I like it. Um, I. I, I do. I'm with you though. It's it. This is a true toss up on this one. I could see this one going either way. I will say this too. I think whoever loses this will win the second game. Yes. And I don't think either one of these teams beats or even overly challenges the Suns or the Grizzlies. Um, I, I so I don't want to get too bent out of shape over this one uh, game. That said, you know. Something, you know, somebody rolls an ankle or something in this game and then they go into that second game that could tighten things up considerably. But I in order for Minnesota to win. 
Carl Anthony Towns has to be the best player on the mm-hmm. floor, and it can't even really be close. I think you need to play one of these games where it is right. Anthony Edwards says it all the time. I want him to dominate. I want him to come out and just you know kill other teams. It needs to be get him the ball inside and just let him do his thing. Let him you know destroy the Clippers centers who aren't bad. Mm-hmm. You know Zubats and uh, um, Hartenstein are, are tough, they, sure. especially defensively. Um, but if if Cat is going to be a guy who's knocking on the door of all NBA. Uh, this is a game where he needs to really, you know, shine with this for the Clippers. It, it just kind of comes down to, they just got to make shots. This was one of the best, uh, shooting teams in the league, all of last season this year that has dipped in part with the guys out of the lineup, but let's see where that goes. And that's where you mentioned making shots. Luke Kennard has hit some big shots for them this season mm-hmm. and he, uh, came up with a hamstring issue last night yeah so yeah. i was basing my my pick on him being back if he's not that could be enough to swing it because he's been so big for them off the bench hitting those deep shots um yeah that th- there could be some factors here as we get closer to game time in terms of who's playing who's not that that sort of thing um from the clipper side and then again paul george being back i think that's ultimately what what pushes me this because yeah. i think paul george can play towns even not in the same way but just in terms of production uh, I think those two could have their own duel. And then from there, kind of lean the Clippers to get it done over the the rest of the Wolves supporting cast. But again, both teams are gritty. Both teams are tough. Both teams have found ways to win games. Um, they they do the dirty work. The Patrick Beverly against the Clippers narrative is is fun. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see this one, regardless of who of who is left standing when the dust settles. I think this is going to be a really fun game to, to see play out. Absolutely. We will... Uh... We'll break again momentarily. The Lakers have now announced the uh, that they parted ways with Frank Vogel. That's how they uh, uh, termed it in their presser. Yep. And we'll 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 zip through this next one because I know you've now got work. Yes, to I do. do. Um, on the other side of of your job here, can't just be about hanging out with me all day. Um, but to the second Western Conference playing game is the San Antonio Spurs, number 10 seed at the number nine New Orleans Pelicans, 9.30 p.m. on Wednesday, the 13th on ESPN. Uh, it's I, As long as the Pelicans have their main guys, no, not Zion, probably not Zion, um, I think the Pelicans are enough better than the Spurs. I don't love the idea of picking against Pop in a one game, mm-hmm. even the pseudo one game. Well, this is one game because the loser yeah. is home on this one. Um, I, I don't like picking against Pop there, but uh, I just think the Pelicans have too much talent. I think they'll they'll score too much for the Spurs to to keep pace. I think that's the challenge. Yeah, I'm in I'm in agreement there. I'm also going uh, Pelicans in this one. Uh, I love Dejounte Murray. I think that he's going to create some problems, but. Ultimately, I think the Pelicans are going to get the job done. CJ McCollum's been fantastic for them. And then uh, you look at the just the firepower they've got between McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and then Valanciunas in the, in the middle there. That gives you that size. So I, I think the Pelicans do get it done. They are a five-point favorite as of right now, and I don't see an upset brewing uh, in this one. Nope. All right. We'll come back to you guys with our picks for the final after. Um, I tend to think, Nat, I'm going... Just big picture, uh, Nets and Hawks mm-hmm. are my thought in the East. Uh, Nets is the seven, Hawks is the eight. Uh, and in the West, I am going Timberwolves, Clippers as seven, eight. Uh, so basically stays as is. I just think the Hawks will jump the Cavs. That's my 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 playing picks um, for who actually gets those seventh and eighth seeds. And I, I'm the same teams. Um, the same team, not obviously the same order because I have the Clippers beating the Wolves, but yeah. I think the Wolves survive 
the do or die and uh and they finish in the eight seed which sets up uh wolves and phoenix and clippers and grizzlies which i think i don't know what matchup i prefer if i'm the grizzlies but in, in any event that's that's yeah, how i don't I see it oh i want the wolves Sorry. you want the wolves i want the wolves yeah, they're the, probably the one team that has less playoff experience sure. than the uh, Grizzlies do. Um, yeah, I want the I want the Wolves for sure. But yeah, um, one last little piece of news here, and then I'll let let Trevor run to 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 do Lakers Nation work. Uh, the Lakers have not dismissed any of the Lakers coaching staff along with Frank Vogel. Yeah. Oh, that's per Dave McMenamin of ESPN. So um, that, that at this tends time. to be how that goes. They, so yes, so. that's exactly it at this time. Right. Uh, with that so guys hope you enjoyed this play in tournament preview um we will come back to you we're timing's gonna be a little weird trevor's got some traveling going on uh you know i've got uh you know some stuff happening as well but we're gonna get back to you we're gonna get to to you we'll get all the playoff series previewed as well as well as we will get uh fully into um our awards picks later this week a lot of coverage coming here we're gonna take you straight on through the playoffs and into the off season and once we're into the playoffs we'll start mixing in off season previews on off days and all that stuff for the teams that are already out and know what's going on with their their off season so yeah great Got a lot coming your That's way. That's right. That's right. So make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel and over on the podcast side on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.